Welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast episode number 15. I'm Bevan Thompson, the Wellbeing Wiz, and have we got a treat for you today. We're carrying on our Fierce Female February, and I've got a great guest today. Her name is Laura Brunton, and you'll meet her in just a moment. She's the Totally You coach, and she's got some great tips, great hints about anxiety, and also talk about how to be totally you, which is just a fantastic concept. Anyway, um, as I say most weeks, this is the, uh, the Omnicast. I'm the Wellbeing Wiz, Bevan Thompson. It's a podcast, it's a YouTube video, it's also a Facebook video, and it's about anxiety. I suffered very badly from anxiety many years ago, and I managed to work out a framework of how to get out of it, and I'm sharing it with you guys via the medium of the Omnicast. Um, basically, I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'll get back to you when, when we've spoken to Laura. Cheers. Wellbeing with Omnicast episode 15, and as I said in the intro, I have got an amazing guest today. I'm here with Laura Brunson, the Totally You Coach. How Laura? How are you? Hi, everyone. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Bevan. It's a pleasure to have you. One, you're one of the people that I've, I've sort of watched your videos on YouTube. I've watched like your sort of not YouTube on Instagram and things like that. And I just love what you do. It's that being you. It's a brilliant concept. And we'll talk about it in a bit. But I just I really love it. It's really inspirational. So that's why I invited you. So there you go. And um, as you know, this podcast is all about anxiety. I suffered very badly from anxiety myself and managed to sort of put a program together to help myself out and other people. Is it something you've sort of suffered from in the past at all or? So I've got to be honest, and I actually looked up on this before I came on the show because I wanted to make sure I'm informed speaking to a Research. Group. Very good. Yes, absolutely. I can say that I have had insights into it. So I've almost been at the door and I've peeked through the gap of it. But I've been fortunate in my journey that I've never fully walked through the door of anxiety. So I couldn't profess to say I've suffered from it. Um if I think about some of the elements of it, being worried all the time, obviously being anxious, that sense of doom. Uh, I've had moments, particularly last year, really in the heart of COVID and in lockdown. But for me, it was more the road to burnout, unfortunately. So I think some of the paths right. kind of intertwine and maybe some yeah, of the yeah. symptoms are similar. But for me, Bevan, it was a case of I realised that I was just at capacity in every sense of the word. So I was working in um, a high powered corporate job as a HR leader. And obviously during COVID, that is when um, all of the people related activities and companies just went wild, didn't it? And there was furlough, there was redundancies, there was obviously people suffering um, from COVID and so on. So all of that, people were looking to HR for the answer. And I obviously, at the time, being a super pleaser, people pleaser, um, being ambitious and being driven and wanting to help. I was like, yep, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Give me that. Yep, yeah, sure. No problem. And that combined with having two young kids at home. Um, we personally got COVID as well. So we were really unwell. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. But you know what? I still worked when I had COVID. And I don't say that Dedication. as a badge of honour. I'm actually mortified that I did that now. And I think what was like what was behind it where I felt that I couldn't be ill? Like, what was even going on in my mind? I was like coughing up a lung on calls. And yet I was still there. I was still showing up. Interestingly, nobody said, Laura, do you think you should be working right now? No. You get that sort of but that's I think that's what part of what causes all these kind of mental issues and problems. You get this kind of God of it's like duty kind of ridiculous yeah. levels of, of dedication to something that, that you know what sometimes they don't care about you as much as you care about them in work and 
absolutely right. And I don't know if, if weirdly I had, haven't been in um, HR for so long and being so used to being on the other side of the table and dealing with people who were sick or on long-term sick. Um, let's be honest, like some people who pretend to be sick and just have like Mondays off and Fridays off. I think I'd almost conditioned myself to think sickness was a bad thing. And from almost like an ego perspective, oh, it doesn't really apply to me. Do you know what I mean? I need to be whiter than white and holier than male because of the job I was in, which is BS as we know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was really for me, Bevan, the start of a slippery slope where physically my health was suffering in terms of I was eating everything like a bar of Cadbury's a day I'd gone into um having like a few gins every night which for me never really seems like proper alcohol like it's such a fun drink (laughs) (laughs) it's levels of alcohol it's serious alcohol and then fun alcohol (laughs) vodka (laughs) like you could have nice tonics you could have berries in like it's nutritious for you surely all of this I was telling myself Evan thank you so much but you know you can only kid yourself for so long can't you um and then mentally like kind of coming full circle back to the question what I realized was I was on all the time I could not switch off to the point where I was waking up in the middle of the night and I had to keep a notepad by my bed because I would um, remember things that I needed to do or think about what I had on the next day. And I literally couldn't sleep. And just having that kind of ball of worry in my gut was just awful. And because we couldn't leave the house, you're not seeing other people, there was no like um, pressure release was there? There's no valve to, yeah, to let it off. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that all came to a head for me when, like you said, I realised I was just giving, giving, giving. Not, interestingly, not to the people who deserve my time, which is my family at home. My husband, who was keeping the show on the road for me while I was like taking over the world, but not getting anywhere <laughs> quickly. And... I remember it so clearly. It was the day before my birthday in July and I had a meeting with my boss. Uh, We were meant to be talking about my long-awaited promotion that I'd been promised for some time. And um, he essentially said, look, Laura, we just can't make it happen. We need to do more restructures, blah, 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 blah. And I remember closing the lid on my laptop and crying my eyes out, like big, ugly, snotty, flaring nostrils really heart-wrenching sobs <laughs> because I felt like such a mug and I'm sure we've all been there and uh, listen I want to get it straight it's, it's no disrespect to that guy or to the company um it just was what it was um financial pressures and so on but you know what in hindsight now I can look back and say that was my rock bottom so the only way up for me and people style really was up and here I am now. <laughs> so that's yeah. it. it. You've definitely looked through the door. I, I would say you probably more than you probably put a couple of feet through the door of anxiety there because no. the things you've been talking about, that kind of constant worry, not being able to sleep, that horrible feeling in your stomach that something's going to go wrong, the trapped feeling. And it, it is that. And the thing you mentioned about sort of chocolate and gin, I know we joked about it, but it's that buffering thing. People put something between their real feelings and what's actually going on. And it could be gin, chocolate, gambling, work. 
you know, yeah. anything like that, people stick something between the truth and it kind of gives you that buffer so you don't have to deal with it. Oh, this is like a coaching session. Can I lie down? Hang on, this is going to be <laughs> Absolutely. Like that before. It's like a coping mechanism, isn't it? You're so Absolutely. Right. something to like make me feel good and kind of stuff down the feelings that I was suppressing. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. You're well worth your money. That's all right. So there you go. And it's, again, it's that kind of, everyone does it. And it anxiety is just an emotion like all the rest. And it's not, what people don't realize is they can feel it and let it go. What they do is try and fight it. And I try and teach people this when I'm, you know, at the time you're going, oh no, oh no. And this big wave was building up and you just let it engulf you rather than just going, well, that's a feeling. Let's let it go. Let it go. And this is what I try and teach people. So yeah, that's a really interesting insight. And so how did you get out of it then? What did you do to escape this? Yep. So I took huge action and I quit the said job. Uh, after 13 years of being there, that was not something that I took lightly. I'd travel around the world with the company. I'd I'd grown up there, effectively got married, had my two kids whilst I was there. Um, full transparency, wanted another baby. So I was really conscious about like maternity care and job security and all of that. Mm-hmm. But what I did was I, do you know what? I prioritised me. That's fundamentally what I did and I think so often we struggle to put ourselves first don't we we think we're being selfish that's the exact um, word I was looking for you immediately think well that's selfish I can't do that yeah, exactly and I'm so I'm such a giver as well in 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 every sense and I'm always about making sure other people are okay and because I've always been such a super positive person I've always been able to maneuver myself um and kind of follow the light rather than kind of being sucked into the darkness as such but yeah I put me first and I just it was honestly like the most crystal clear moment I've probably ever had where I just thought Laura your identity is more than your job um you are capable of so much more than you're giving yourself credit for and the things that really helped and motivated me as well, Bevan, was the fact that I was doing my coaching qualification. So I almost coached myself by proxy. So all of the things that I was learning, the tools and techniques that I was using with my amazing clients, I was like, hang on a minute, Laura, you're going to have to turn them on you now and actually do the hard work yourself. That's the best thing about being a coach. The self-coaching you can do every single day is, is ridiculous. You, you know, you realise, like you say, everything you've learned, you could apply to yourself first and become a better person. It's mad. It is. And it's so funny. Like, you hear the expression, you know, but do you do? So there's so often we learn things we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. But then you say to somebody, but do you do it? Do you know what I mean? Do you get your five a day? Do you go out and get your, whatever, 30 minutes exercise? Do you turn off your phone an hour before bed and stuff? We're like, oh, yeah, I know we should. But, you know, we'll get on it tomorrow or something. Um so yeah, very much so. I identified one of the biggest causes of my stress was the job I was in. So if that got on you, um, I then resigned seven weeks later. But if you want me to come on to that later, that's a story in itself. <laughs> Ooh, so it's, it was that kind of going to rock bottom, which I did because I like I always tell the amusing story of I built a fort out of Andrex toilet roll in Asda and lived in there for a bit um for, for 10 minutes until Lisa found me um it was that rock bottom moment where you go I've got to make a change here you, you have to have a moment where 
you you realize you have the, like say it's like in the movie the, the the hero has the moment where he goes ah oh, clarity and yet like i say i have my moment where I, I build a fortress out of toilet rolls in asda you had the moment where you're like you know shut the laptop this is this is not good you know crying tears of, of frustration yeah. or whatever and yeah you have to have that moment and, and, and the sad thing is that some people don't and it's like teaching people how to have that moment i don't or telling people those moments exist maybe that's the thing absolutely and it's funny because what came to my mind there is hopefully i'll get this right is it the analogy of um is it the lobster in the pan or the frog in the water where it doesn't realize if the temperature is slowly increasing that it's being boiled alive slowly i know that's a bit of a vivid one but have you heard that one i'll, I'll have to think what the exact expression is you probably but be so a lobster yeah because you took them in put them in the pan live don't yeah. you and yeah yeah and you don't <laughs> it tastes good though yeah. <laughs> oh you do have exquisite taste mr thompson don't you for all my vegan viewers and listeners out there it tastes lovely <laughs> i'm just like doing the sandwich will do me he's like oh lobster foie gras and you'll find a champagne <laughs> It's all pretense. It's all pretense. It's cheese sandwich and kind of lager. <laughs> but I think the analogy I'm very clumsily trying to make is sometimes if you don't have that one big revelationary moment, it's a series of small things. It's like the temperature slowly, slowly being just turned up so gradually that you don't realise that eventually you're in boiling water and you need to jump out. Um so I, on the one hand, was grateful that that happened. I was grateful, um, again, sounds a bit weird, but that I didn't fall pregnant at the time because I would have still been there and I would have still been putting it off for the next time, for the next time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's just really important to, I use the expression sometimes, become a detective in your own life and um, look for those clues Um and often, if you think of nothing else, such as what makes me happy, what makes me unhappy, um, think about energy. Think about what gives you energy, what depletes your energy, what makes you feel low versus what makes you feel high and alive and thriving. And if you can just become more attuned to that and think, do you know what? I do really come alive when I have that talk with a girlfriend, when I help somebody out who's in need, I sit Excel spreadsheet, easy for me to say, for 20 minutes. Like, just take note of what makes you the best you you can be and then start doing more of it and start doing less of the stuff that makes you feel like crap. And there's my free bit of counselling for the day. <laughs> I love that. That's Become a detective in your own life is amazing. Quick, cool, come on. I've got, I've got to earn my... Nice. It's great stuff, but there, become a detective in your own life. I love that sense. I love little phrases like that. I've got one of become a student of your anxiety that there I like encourage people to, to look into. But yeah, become a detective in your own life. That, that's cool. That's my takeaway from the day. And that builds, well, fantastic. Go and spread that word. Honestly, whatever helps people. Because I think sometimes it's just hearing, which is why your podcast is so good. It's just open yourself up to different insights and different viewpoints, isn't it? Because nobody knows it all nobody's perfect we're all struggling in different ways some stuff you see some things you don't see and obviously I'm conscious on social media of trying to keep it real because even if you've got just one person watching it and you're kind of putting out this fake laugh vibe everything's perfect 
when how can everything be perfect? I mean, we're in a global bloody pandemic. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But even without that, like I always say to people, look, you know, being born, we signed up for this. It's good and it's bad. And you're looking on social, not you, one is looking on social media and you're seeing, you know, your Kardashians and your Jenners and having these amazing lives. And you've got this comparison, Nor Hibbert said comparison hangover. I love that phrase. And it's like, you get this comparison hangover of, of looking at them. They're do you know what? They must be falling out with each other and spilling coffee on the carpet and the dog crapping in the kitchen and all these kind of things that happen to normal people, but they don't show those things. <laughs> Absolutely right. And the thing is, you, you never know what other people are going through to get that point as well. I mean, as much as I, well, actually, I'll be honest, I used to be a huge Kardashian fan and then I realised I was losing hours of my life because they're so addictive just watching them. And you're like, come on, that that's not really real life and I'm not um dissing them because I'm very much so pro women but I would not want to be them I think the amount of pressure that they put on themselves to be literally perfect like flawless the surgeries they have the tweakments they have the workouts they do the food they eat they don't eat like being photographed on a beach and having pictures of your cellulite beamed around the world like oh my god it's oh I, I yeah, not, I'm not envious. I'm envious of the, I'd, I'd like to be a pound behind him at the bank, but not necessarily uh, like yeah. live their life. But I think that's yeah, yeah. that's a different topic altogether. The price of fame, crikey. We'll have to deal with it one day, but when we do, we'll, we'll be different people. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll outsource it. Some our people will take care of that. Absolutely. <laughs> now you're on this podcast. That's it. That's it. Now you're rocketing. Anywho, um, so we've talked about sort of how you got to where you got. So, what I love about what you do is, is is the way you present yourself and your brand and your, we talked about it before we came on area, and you know, the way you present your brand, I just love it. So what's the process behind you helping clients get a happier life, a sort of happier mental state, mindset, things like that? And what's your, like, what's Laura's secret sauce, if you like, that you, that you put on top of stuff? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, come on, I've got to keep that secret, haven't I? <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, don't give us all the, like KFC, don't give us all the ingredients, but tell us it's crispy on the outside and tasty on the bit. I don't know, whatever. It's, oh, that, that is such a good question. It is probably a mixture of authenticity, uh, which is why I went for the Totally You coach, because I'm so passionate about you being you, babe. Just be the best version of you you can be. And like you said about um, comparison, a hangover, and what's the other expression? Comparisonitis? Uh, Comparisonitis? Oh, that's a new one for me. I've got a bad case of comparisonitis. Um, (laughs) Try not to worry too much about what other people are doing. So I'm all about being authentic, which is where I get to the root of what is it you want to do? That sounds like such a simple question, but if you think... um, so I've got clients of all different ages, but let's just say, I don't know, a typical client would probably be between 30 and 40. And let's say she, for, for illustration purposes, if you think about the whole ways that we've all been socialised and moulded from the second we've been born, do you know what I mean, with our genders, with our names, with the colours we wear, the toys we play with, what our teachers mm. say, what our parents say, friends say, um, and then the stories that we we tell ourselves there's a lot to unpack and sometimes you don't actually know who you really are you don't know what you stand for um so we go through um a process which uh, so i've got a triple a model and the first stage is awareness the a for awareness um, and that's where we do some really cool stuff like we um go in deep on what their 
personal values are. So as you know, with your values, they're very much so like a moral compass for you, aren't they? They help guide you when you're at a decision point. Uh, you know when you really come alive and you're your best you because you're playing to your values. You know, equally, if somebody puts you in a really stinking mood, they've probably crossed your values in some way and almost disrespected you in some way that they probably don't even know about because they've, they've struck a chord with you. So we do values. Um, and I'm very much so from the positive psychology school of thought. So I'm all about um, looking forwards as opposed to looking backwards and seeking and chasing the light as we talked about. So with strengths, I do um, the Gallup Strength Finder, which I absolutely love. And they come out with their top five strengths. And then I help them to turn them into superpowers. So, so often that's my favorite bit. I, want, I need to mention that the superpower bit is my favorite bit. I love it. Fantastic, thank you. Because I think so often in life we get told that we've got to be like really well rounded and really balanced. So, you need to lift up what your weaknesses are, but then that becomes at the detriment of really powering up those strengths, doesn't it? And if you were to put the same amount of time and energy in focusing on your strengths you would get like an exponential increase on making them awesome versus, oh yeah, I'm not really very good at timekeeping or yeah, no, I need to pay more attention to detail. Like work on that if it's impacting your life negatively, but just go with the energy, go where your strengths are and be really clear on how you want to be using them in your best life and how you can use them to benefit others. So we go through the whole awareness um, stage then we get into authenticity the if authenticity which again is about what do you want to do because if you're going to be transforming your life and moving into a new state you're going to have to unshed stuff you're going to have to let some things go so what's not serving you uh where do you need to put boundaries in place that you haven't done so before but where do you need to start saying no where at the moment you're saying yes to everything and you're just spreading yourself so thin, aren't you? We all do. So many people do that. Oh, yeah. Like, never say no to anyone. Try and please everyone. Just be more popular and more liked. And this is, you think this is your value is because, you know, people like you. That you, you take that as your value. And that's the most important thing in the world. And actually, you're just losing out the whole time. Yeah, absolutely are. Um, and then the last one, the last ear is all about action. So I am what I call a profession professional action taker now um, and it's funny I, I did um, all of the tools and techniques that I use I've done on myself and uh, last year with my strengths my top one is I'm an activator so I am I'm quite impulsive I'm very action orientated so rather than sit and like really look at a problem or a situation from all angles and like stress test it and model it I'm the one that'd be like come on we can do this guys let's jump in doesn't always work out well <laughs> it means that I am constantly kind of foot on the gas to varying degrees which also for every strength that you've got you can't have a flip side of that so I need to be conscious mm-hmm. that the downside of that is I can overcommit I can take on too much stuff I think I'm Wonder Woman and then I'm like oh god why why did you commit to doing like 10 million things in one week Laura um but no, I'm proud of having that as a strength because that is, um, it's infectious and it helps other people. And one of the things that I always say there, Bevan, is just think progress, not perfection. 
I think we get ourselves so wrapped up in thinking that everything's got to be like dot the I's, cross the T's, have it in a nice little box with a beautiful little bow on the top. And that's not life. And if we always wait for things to be perfect, the moment will pass us by. Our dream person will pass us by. Our, our key move that we want to make to hustle and, and change things up will just go because we'll talk ourselves out of it. Um, so for me, like if you could just take away one message from kind of the secret source would be keep moving because momentum is your lifeblood. And let's be honest, if you're not going forward, you're not only keeping still, in my opinion, you're falling backwards. And I just think everybody deserves so much more for that, for this beautiful, precious life. There wow. you go. Thank you for my TED talk. <laughs> I could have say, where, where, where do we vote for you? That was amazing. <laughs> oh I love that. That's, that's the thing that, that drew me to you when I first saw you, because, you know, we, we both sort of masters on the, on the Conscious Female Entrepreneurs yeah. sort of group with Jess. And the first thing that drew me to you was your video saying those kind of things. And I was just like, this is awesome. This is like so empowering. It's so positive. It's so good. And it, it, it plays into what I'd like. Yeah, okay. I look at people's anxiety, but at the same time, I look how they can look on the positive side of things. And so a lot of this, this stuff I could have done with way back when, you know, this kind of don't try and be perfect. You know, progress is, is what it's all about. Baby steps are fine. You're taking steps of some kind, you know, and it, that comparison stuff, everything. And what, there was something you said that was, ah, the, the, the thing I talk about people is like this, this secret manual you have about what people should treat you like, but you never tell everybody about it. So then you get offended by something, you get offended by something I've said, but I don't know that's going to offend you because you're like, well, that's one of my rules that I've got in my little secret book about you that you're not allowed to say. And you kind of alluded to that. And I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorite topics. People sit there and go, well, they've broken my moral code, my, 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 my secret rules. But I'm like, they don't know about them. Like, yeah, how, absolutely. How, you need to step up and say, look, these are my boundaries. So I'm not cool with, you know, and this is, and like I say, take those things back and take the power. It's all about power. It's all about choices. My good God, I'm very popular. Um, but, That's Colleen, hello. My phone's ringing. I know. It's the Kardashians, I mean, they're, they're suing me for slagging like, them off. Laura, um, what did you even say? That's a question. <laughs> Sorry, Kim, love you. <laughs> so taking this forward, what's one sort of common myth about coaches or coaching that you'd like to sort of wipe off the face of the earth, you'd like to dispel forever? I'm going to struggle to keep it into one a few things i'll let you have to <laughs> thank you i think people sometimes think it's just a nice chat or it's a bit of kind of dear diary almost a bit of a hybrid counseling session it's not it's really really impactful and any good coach what you're effectively paying for when you've got a good coach and what you're investing in is shortcuts because either via their experience or via their ability to ask you the right questions and to allow you to have that space to think things through and start thinking about the art of the possible, um, you can literally get years back in your life as well as all the other stuff like your energy, money, do you know what I mean? Promotions, job changes, stop you realize you don't have to be in that really unhappy relationship you've been in I just think it's such a transformative life-changing experience that I wish more of the world could open up to um 
what would be the second thing on that? I think it does get a bad rep sometimes. I think people often are disbelieving of what the impact could be. And I think like any industry, you do get the charlatans, don't you? You do get people yeah. who um, are not qualified, who haven't done the work, um, who, who who perhaps are flirting with um, ethical boundaries and, and so on. Because it's such an intimate experience, or it is, I find it, it is yeah, yeah. with me. Like, I'm so invested in my clients and I'm right in there with them. It terrifies me to think if I didn't have the experience and the um, qualifications and just the integrity and the tools and the techniques um, that some people might have bad experiences. And then that almost like poisons the whole of the industry. I read just this... um, just this weekend, there was an article in, in Cosmopolitan that was saying about, um, I think it was fairly imbalanced, I've got to be honest, but it was saying about basically a lot of life coaches and coaches are just charlatans. And you do, you get people that just think it's so easy to just stick coach in the title and then away they go. Mm. Um, so I I'm guess, good at giving advice to my friends, I'll become a coach. <laughs> right. exactly Which is a good right. starting point, but then you have to have the 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 education behind it, the experience behind it and the whatever else, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially when you're impacting on people's lives. It's such a privilege and it's it's one that shouldn't be taken for granted. So I would always say to people, um, make sure if you're going for a coach, check their credentials. Ask if you can talk to some of their clients who are willing to do that. Make sure you get your discovery in before you commit and make sure that you've got the chemistry right. Um, and you can kind of look under the, uh, the bonnet a little bit. But to, to lift it up to a more positive place, I bloody love coaching. Love, love, love. I, I do coaching and mentoring. Um, and just that opportunity to for a minute what's going on let's really check in with you what do you want let's get off the treadmill as such stop the busyness stop the doing 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 and take this moment in your life to really think what do you want because you're not the same person you were two years ago five years ago ten years ago you're not meant to be um so I just think it's such a beautiful beautiful opportunity that I'm very privileged to be in Okay, you, you couldn't have put it any better. I love that. I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, it's a. It. I just love that that moment when, and it's. I've I've had it twice with clients. It's happened right in front of me, but usually it happens between sessions where they're just, especially with anxiety, they've gone. Hang on, I'm doing this to myself, and I don't have to do it anymore. And it's like that, and it's lovely to watch. And it's almost like they lifted this curtain up in front of their face, and all of a sudden their life's back to, and it. It's like I say, it's only happened twice in front of my eyes, but it's just amazing. And it's like, wow, that moment is worth any money in the world. It's just so good. Priceless. It's absolutely priceless. And if you think about it, like if you if you wanted to be in the best physical shape of your life, you'd either most likely you join a gym and you'd probably invest in a personal trainer, wouldn't you? So that you've got goals, you can measure where you started, you know where you're going to, and then you can track your progress. Uh, and maybe if you want to lose weight, you might go to Slimming World, Weight Watchers. I don't know, do your wigs, get deliveries to your home of like fresh, gorgeous. So you make that investment because you know we, we're all human and we all struggle doing things by ourselves because 
this world is just so busy now. There's so much competition for our energy, our thoughts, our presence. So for me, and if I think about when I've been coached, I have absolutely made leaps, significant leaps in my life to move me on to where I am now and where I want to get to. So yeah, I'm clearly the biggest advocate possible. <laughs> Part of that's the accountability as well, I think, that if you're working with, say, like if you're working with a personal trainer and you go back and you put weight on, there's that, there's, and Weight Watchers, they weigh you in front of everyone. Don't it's a similar thing with coaching. It's that kind of, there's that, right, we're going to do this this week, and then you come back and there's that, right, how do you get on with it? There's that accountability to make the changes as well, which is hugely important. There is, because let's be honest, like I've gone... Um, on and off to slim slim and well for many years because obviously I love my scram I could eat for England um, <laughs> and I know that by getting made every week that does keep me on track but what's really important is that there's no shame associated with that as well mm-hmm. um, because so often and you know more than anybody our minds are sneaky little buggers like we associate and attach meaning to everything and if you were to think Stuff happens and it just happens. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm looking at a cup that's right in front of me or I can see a car that's driving down the road. But what our brains do, because it's part of our survival um, mechanisms, is we associate meaning with that, don't we? And we make shortcuts in our brains primarily. Are we safe? Are we not safe? Do we need to run? Do we not? Do you know what I mean? At its most crude level. So I think where my clients get the most insights from is realizing that they can get a hold of their brains and I'm sure to say for yours Bevan it's my favorite topic (laughs) and and realize that you can be in the driving seat it doesn't have to be your mind that's telling you things that aren't necessarily there And, and so going back to the point about if you do set goals and you don't reach them it's like let's talk why is that are you self-sabotaging? Are you actually scared of achieving them? Are you scared of the person that you would be becoming if you do achieve them? So you want to keep yourself clear and safe. And let's be honest, a lot of us like to have something to moan about. We like to be able to blame people <laughs> for why we are where we are. Oh, that was like my dad's fault. Or, oh, yeah, her back when she did this to me. Oh, yeah, I had an absolute like, bastard of an ex-boyfriend or whatever. Um, yeah, a lot of that's valid. But we've got to parent ourselves at the end of the day because nobody else is going to come and save us. You, even the you've got the life. choice. You've got the yeah. choice to decide what a- anything means to you and what it means, what kind of person you are. I mean, God, I've done a huge course on this, actually, strangely enough. But it's like you can look at any incident in your past or in your life and you can choose to make it mean one thing or make it mean another. And when people realise that, that's when the light bulb comes on. That's when they go, hang on, yeah, of course I can circumstances at the very heart are neutral it's what opinion you add to it what thought emotion action result you add to it I'm preaching to the choir I know I am (laughs) (laughs) what's interesting is sometimes you learn all of this stuff but you're not ready to receive it so Mm. you you have lessons that almost come back and smack you in the face full circle and I'm like hang on a minute I remember something vaguely happening like this when I was 25 or whatever or I read this book years ago. I've just read it again and oh my God, it's changed my life. Sometimes I think there is a little bit of everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you've just got to trust in the universe and trust in other people and trust in being a good person. 
and having good intentions and putting that out to the world. I, I fully believe that comes back to you. I really, really do. Um, so at the same time, I'm, I'm conscious that obviously we're vibing and we're like, yeah, this is so obvious. But for other people, depending on where you are on your journey, you might be like, well, yeah, that sounds great. But where do I even start? How do I make this happen? So I would just say, don't feel too down about it. And, and equally, don't think that Bevan and I have got our lives completely nailed and we're perfect beings. <laughs> Nobody is just... No. <laughs> and... Again, just take the blinkers off. And if nothing else, even if you don't move into action mode, just start observing your life. What are the things that are happening and what impact is it having on you? Um, and a great question that somebody said to me the other day was, um, and how's that working out for you? Because I was talking to them about something and almost like justifying it in my own head. And I was on this almost like a bit of a rant to myself because I was convincing myself. And she just asked me the most powerful question, how is that working out for you? And I just thought, it's really not. If I carry on down this route, it's going to take me away from who I am. So do you know what I mean? The coach can be coached. The teacher becomes the student. We're all learning in this magical journey that is life. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's, that's answered three of my questions further down the page without me asking. <laughs> Brilliant. I am efficient, if nothing else. <laughs> Best guest ever. Um, so to change the pace a little bit, I think... Mean, who are sort of let's let's go for two two people who have like shaped your career or shaped your personal development or shaped your kind of made Laura what she is that's a cracking question it's a great question and I really struggle to answer it because I've got so many too many you mean oh that's good famous people or people that are not or it doesn't matter anyone at all anyone at all well, I have to say my husband, first and foremost. Um, love you, Jeff. Uh, so we've been together for 16 years and we've, I know I don't look old enough, like I clearly met him in the playground. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was about, it's just on the tip of my tongue as you said it. Yeah, don't hesitate so long next time, Bevan. It's <laughs> it was the, it was the, uh, the, the link. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. My <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, and, oh, for so many reasons. He, like, we have grown up together. And when we first met, you can probably imagine, like, I was feisty as hell. I was getting out there. I was going to be, I was, like, 22. Um, we're both from Sunderland in the northeast of England. I'd already accepted a job on a graduate scheme in the West Midlands. Like, I was done with Sunderland. I was done with all of, like, the ex-boyfriends and just done, done, done. And thank God I met him before I moved away. And we just grew together and he so without getting too like deep um my parents got divorced I'm from a council estate we didn't have a lot of money had a lot of struggles in my life just the same as as a lot of other people listening to this I'm not I'm not saying I'm anything special or whatever um but he genuinely showed me what a healthy relationship was and helped me to get respect for myself and be like a loving partner where we were equals. Cause I think for so long, I thought I had to be the alpha um, and like crushing it. And, and I'd be I believe that I couldn't have love and a successful career. And let's be honest, that's because a lot of society, especially for women conditions us that way. Absolutely, I yeah. Like, well, I am a feminist, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely um, 
happy to say that it's nothing to be shameful for but so often you get told and especially coming from so my mum um I'm the oldest of three so my mum stopped working so she could bring up us three which is oh my like, when I look back now the hardest job in the world like having no money having like a husband who like my dad was a builder he was often working away um quite a fractious relationship like I said so there wasn't really a lot of consistency but my mum was just an absolute legend to do what she did with three kids no money um and so on so I think I'd came into the relationship thinking um I couldn't let my guard down like I couldn't be open and vulnerable I had to make sure I had it all together like not open myself up to be like left or hurt this is probably a bit deeper than you intended isn't it no no I like this it's good I didn't expect to go there, I'll be honest, but I'm going there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, he is my partner in so many sense of the word. He's my partner in crime. He's the love of my life. He is the best dad ever. And he's so important to me because he allows me to be the best me that I can be. He's my safety net. He's my biggest cheerleader. Like he's the one where... I can literally wake him up in the middle of the night if I'm like, oh, this is on my mind, or what do I do? I'm worried. Like, he's my best friend in the world. And I hope, I hope everybody can have that. And it might not be in the form of a romantic relationship. Do you know what I mean? It could be, I don't know, your sister, your best friend, whoever, whatever works for you. But yeah, got to do a shout out to him because do you know when I talk about being an activator, I'm always like, guess what I'm up to now. So when I resigned from my second job last year. I'd only mentioned to him, I had no intentions that day when I woke up of resigning, but I knew that I was becoming unhappy. <laughs> I knew I wanted to fully move into coaching. He was on a call upstairs and I was like, I think I'm going to resign. And he was like, okay, babe, we'll talk about it afterwards. And I picked up the phone and I did it there and then because I knew if I didn't, I would talk myself out of it. He's definitely the calmer, rational one. He'd just taken redundancy. So it would have been like the both of us being self-employed with two kids in a pandemic in lockdown and I knew that god forbid I didn't want him to talk me out of it but he still loves me um, <laughs> I can just yeah. imagine that conversation when he came off his call and you came off yours that just like yeah, yeah. just done like, something yeah I was like do you want a cup of tea babe I resigned <clears throat> he's like sorry what what I was like, yeah yeah babe yeah I resigned but we haven't looked and brilliantly then the wi-fi slowed down brilliantly so you went i've resigned in a really slow way that was brilliant it was as if i have something to tell you it was as if we got his his thought ring her back stop <laughs> I love the bones of that man and uh, yeah he's epic and such a good dad and I'm so pleased for for my kids that they get to see their parents don't get me wrong like we bicker I'm not saying it's perfect especially when you're locked in the house with each other but I'm just I'm so chuffed that we both just work hard at it and fundamentally we want each other to succeed like that's I've never had a healthy relationship like that before. So, yeah. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah. Good on you, Jeff. Good on you indeed. <laughs> oh, who would be the second person? Do you know what? If, if I went for 
famous people, I guess. Um, oh, see, there's so many. One of the ones, which one do I pick? Which one do I pick? Would be Mel Robbins. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's oh, yeah. no relation to Tony Robbins, um, who's the other big American coach. So she's famous for the five second rule. Um, what, the one with the food on the floor? No, <laughs> no, ew, gross. <laughs> on, it's been on the floor five seconds. I could eat it. Not that five second rule, then. Yeah, they're just like five days. Never mind five seconds. Like, let me eat that bit of toast I hid behind the foot. No. Um, yeah, so she talks about, which I'm sure you know about, you've got this this short window of time in your brain when you come up with an idea to do something that involves a small amount of risk, let's say. So it could be as simple as you're in a meeting, you have an idea for something, and then almost immediately your brain tries to talk you out of it and says, Laura, that is such a simple idea. Surely somebody else has thought of that. Oh, hang on, Laura. Did somebody else mention that in the meeting before? Laura, you're going to get laughed at. So you've got five seconds to almost like put your hand up, be it on Zoom or in real life. Um, or you're, remember the days when we used to be in bars? You're in a bar and you see like a hot woman or a hot guy across the room. You think, oh, God, I'd love to talk to them. If you don't literally get off your stool and walk over that room in five seconds, your brain will shut you down and say, don't be ridiculous. You're going to get rejected. They're going to laugh at you. You've got no chance. So again, being an action taker, I so you came backwards as well. Five, four, three, two, one. And then you've got to move, change your state. And actually, I think that could be really helpful with anxiety as well. If you Absolutely, yeah. Getting deeper and deeper into a spiral and you just can't get yourself out of it. Just count backwards from five to one and physically move, my love. Go and put the kettle on. Go and stand at the back door, get some fresh air. Go and call your friend just change the state um and it, it, it's hugely hugely impactful and then she also showed me as well because when I looked across the industry at like motivational speakers coaches people who were crushing it in the personal development world the vast majority are men if you think about it the Tony Robbins Dean Graziosi Brendan Bouchard mm-hmm. loads of cool people that I did you mentioned Bevan Thompson in there I'm sure you did yeah yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> The Wi-Fi cut off again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bevan Thompson. There you go. That's better. Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. <laughs> um, so coming across her, who was like this badass New Yorker, uh, she's like 50-odd, she's got three kids, and she's so straight token, just gets to the root of things. And um, she's the one that will talk about, you've got to parent yourself, you've got to cut out the excuses if, 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 Let's be honest, if your life's got a bit shit at the moment, you're the only one. You have to be your own saviour. Don't wait for somebody else to pull you out of it. So I loved her. Um, but yeah, I'll stop there. Otherwise, like... I know, you can see where you're... Funnily enough, mentioning Mel Robbins there, you can see where a lot of your your sort of things overlap and where you'd really like it because of the action thing. But definitely, I was like, that's so you. <laughs> and the thing is as well, what like going back to what my secret sauce is as such, it's that little bit of um, almost like a kiss and a slap. So as in, <laughs> I, I will be so, such high support. There will be nobody that will cheer louder than me for you and be rooting for you. But 
I'll kick you up the arse at the same time. Because if left to our own devices, we procrastinate, we talk oh. ourselves out of it. So it's almost like that big cis energy, the BSE, where I'm like, no, come on, we have to make this happen. But I will call you out in the most positive way if you don't. Um, so I think I learned a lot of that from her. But I think what what's one of my strengths is absolutely that nurturing loving like loves one of my values connecting with people I'm such a tactile person like I'm always kissing hugging touching yeah you're probably glad you're across the screen in person you'd be like do we have to hug again Laura Lisa's gonna kick right off <laughs> that's it so the, the pandemic's killing you off then it's killing off your one of your main hobbies yeah exactly oh. keep me alive as well though let's be honest well, yeah. <laughs> you've got to... it's two pathways so Taking from these guys, is there like one book? I always say like there's one book that changed my life. Is there one book that changed your life that, that sort of led to where you are? Or you would say, read this. You're going to laugh. because Have I you actually, bought a prop? I actually picked five off my bookshelf just there now. Which Holy I guacamole. Oh, well, strangely enough, one went? of those is the one of mine. Ah, <laughs> which one? Atomic Habits. Love it. <gasps> That's so good, isn't it? That was a game changer for me. Yeah, James really is good. I thoroughly recommend that. Um, and just take a chapter by chapter as well. There's so much stuff, isn't there? Like habit stacking. And one of his expressions that I use all the time, which links in so well to like progress and action is get the reps in. So, you know, he'll use examples like literally if you want a six pack or you want stronger muscles, like you have to lift, lift weights, you have to do the crunches. And you can apply that to so many areas of your life. If you want to be a speaker, guess what? You need to start speaking more. If you want to be a coach, you need to start coaching more. Um, so yeah, thoroughly recommend that. Book. It's so obvious, but then so so very fundamental to development. It's like yeah, yeah. And there's so many hacks that he talks about as well, isn't it? Like brain hacks and how the different um, chemicals that we want. So even things. I was talking to a client the other day, and she was saying she'll find herself in the middle of doing stressful work or a project with her phone in her hand, and she does it. Oh, she didn't realise why she did it, but when we explored it. It's because her brain is looking to just hit that escape route. And she's looking for that dopamine hit that you get mm -hmm. when you look at your phone. Like, you know about it. When, when you gamble, when you're an alcoholic, it's that rush, isn't it, of just mm -hmm. oh, going to this world. People I like that one. You, you'll know about it, being a gambling alcoholic. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, you still owe me that tenner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For that bet who could down the pipe quickest. <laughs> Oh, what I would give to down a pint in a pub now. Oh. Keep it classy, keep it classy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thoroughly recommend that. But the one I would say, which last year, and I actually send it to all of my clients, is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Glennon its Doyle. target audience is probably women, but she does, um, it's relevant for either gender. And from the male perspective she talks about like toxic masculinity and about i know a lot of the conversation at the moment quite rightly i would say is about um women and the role of women in society and so on but for men as well like all all the bullshit that you guys have fed from growing up about do you know what i mean act in a certain way don't talk about your feelings don't cry don't be a sissy like it's heartbreaking and all of that contributes to my women end up feeling the way that we do so if we if we all help each other out and let go of those like stereotypes and expectations like wow this world would be 
awesome so yeah definitely untamed um she's fantastic the really short punchy chapters and again as i alluded to before it's all about how can you find out who you really are and who you really want to be and she's all about she talks about um we can do hard things and about how life's not meant to be a bed of roses. We're meant to have the grief, the loss, the ups, the downs, the, the shedding of the skin, do you know what I mean? The, the evolving to new chapters in our lives, but that is part of being alive and we shouldn't try. So before it's part of the deal. Yeah. It's like what you signed up for. The, this 50, 50, it's yin, it's yang. It's all those sort of things that you can't experience the highs without the lows and vice, you know, it's not Absolutely possible. Right. Absolutely right. So yeah, if, if you want to start anywhere, I would recommend um, there. She's just she's magnificent, absolutely magnificent. Brilliant. Well, you know, you know, I'm obsessed with you know, I'm obsessed with time travel, don't you? I'm I, I'm obsessed with changing your past and all this kind of stuff. So I, I've built you a time machine. You can go back to talk to twenty year old Laura. What would you say to her? What's your biggest piece of advice to twenty year old? I love this. It's such a taxing question. Yes, it isn't it? I'm trying to think. God, what was I up to? Twenty. I'm still at uni. I, was I had amazing hair. <laughs> I had hair. That was a treat. <laughs> yeah, you're just like make it into a two pair. Hold on with somehow. <laughs> Pop back and say, just cut, just have a really severe haircut, put it in a bag and bring it to 2021. We'll sort them out. Nice syrup and fig on the go. It's interesting because there's part of me, which I don't know if that's going to contradict what you've just said, is as much as I might want to, I don't think I would change the past because. It gets you to where you are now, doesn't it? Um, and even it, that, if I think about it's such a coach answer, but such a right answer. It is. But honestly, Bevan, if I think about um, at uni, so a few things happened. Um, oh, well, where do I even start? For example, in my first year at uni, moved away for the first time, um, ended up getting into um, an abusive relationship with a guy who put me in hospital. Now, if I'd wow. not met him and gone through that pain then I wouldn't have moved back home with my mom changed back to my local university I wouldn't have met Jeff even little things like um I've always been obsessed with America I wanted to go to America when I was younger went for a Camp America interview because that was the only way I could think have you done that two years best thing I ever did oh sorry I thought you were going to say you did it now I'm going best thing I ever did you didn't do it sorry no I didn't do it and you know for why even though I'm (laughs) awesome and great with kids I went to the interview in a suit I honestly think that was the thing that made them think oh hang on a minute is she is she there like genuinely for the kids I don't know I did something mm-hmm. wrong didn't get got to go to America um just before well not when I met Jeff I got the opportunity to go and live in America and do a global role but I knew Jeff and I had been doing the long distance thing for a few years because obviously I moved away in the graduate program. Then he ended up in Portsmouth, blah, 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 blah. And I decided not to do it. And every now and again, I get a moment where I think, oh God, imagine being like 22, 23, traveling the world for business. Like career wise, that would have just been, but that could have really jeopardized my relationship. And thankfully, I'm sat here. And your future happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly right. so it's that sliding doors thing, isn't it? It's like it the is, decision yeah. you took. And- exactly, like sliding doors, butterfly effect. And I totally believe in like that serendipitous moment where sometimes beautiful things can happen, where if we let go of controlling things all the time, sometimes that's when the magic happens. 
Um, so yeah, I don't, I, oh, I'd probably say be bolder. Don't doubt yourself as much. Stop going out with idiots who. <laughs> Uh, yeah stop going out with idiots where you think you need them to validate you in some way but I had to go through that myself and get the kind of scars from that to make me the person to then know how great Jeff is yeah exactly if I'd met Jeff when I was 18 I would have ruined him because I was looking for the bad guy at that time (laughs) no it's it's, it's, really hope the camera caught my expression then Keep a PG, Devin. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't have been ready for him. I would have like taken the piss out of him and that I would have thought, oh God, nice guy, boring, do you know what I mean? On to the next one. Um, so yeah, it just it it all happens how it's meant to. That's nice, it's nice that you wouldn't change too much. That's that's kind of cool. Because I always look back and think, yeah, I would have told myself to stop worrying what other people think of you. That's my big thing when I was 20. In fact, my big thing till I was. 40 actually was I just want everyone to like me all that kind of like I want to belong to a tribe I want you know that sort of natural thing where you're just trying to impress everyone and you end up just losing out all the whole time and you don't have actually have a a personality of your very own because you're trying to be everything for every person and yeah I'm glad I stopped that and that's probably the the bit of advice I'd give to myself but it's nice to know that you wouldn't change too much I like that it's kind of cool I'm happy I've made peace with it all all good and my, my last two questions for you. These are my two favourites. What's the one question you'd like me to ask that I didn't? Oh, my God. I want to display your vast knowledge of a particular topic, like mastermind. Or <laughs> <laughs> so I could have shown off about my knowledge of Victorian architecture. <laughs> that is such a good question. I can't think of an answer other than when are we doing this again? Oh, we could do. We, we should do this every week. I tell you that for free. It's good fun. Regular appointment with the Bevan Show. <laughs> the, Be- the Bevan Show one day, one day. <laughs> well, I think we've covered so much, haven't we? Let's be honest. Um, I love it. It's, do you know what? What what I did do for the first few episodes of this, I talked about my topic and about and I think you know, I, I really hope that brought value to people. But this month, I've learned a lot about other people's views on it and other people's angles on it, and also how. I'm going to be perfectly honest, it must be more entertaining to hear two people talk about it, you know what I mean? Rather than just one person yaddering on in his usual style. Anyway, we have a great thing that we've sort of introduced here. We have the guest's chain question. So last week you had the lovely Manuela, my personal coach, who asked a question to you, the next guest, which was, what would you eat for one million dollars? Oh, that's such a hard question. I was almost going to be a little bit of a smart ass and be like, well, pay me a million dollars and I'll eat chocolate. Like, does it have to be something bad? <laughs> well, yeah, I think, her, I think her suggestion was like a bullseye. She'd seen it on Jimmy Fallon or something like that and someone had eaten a bullseye for money. So that was kind of where she was coming from. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's a classic answer. Like, chocolate, I hate it and I'm really allergic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, other than getting like really, really gross. Really gross. Eating like poo or something. That's one of the worst things that I think of ever. Oh! But is yeah. it worth a million dollars? That's the question. It's like that. I don't think I do. I'm going to put it, I don't know if this has been too tame, like chilli or super hot food. Like even with savvy peas make me cry. Like the hottest I go is coma. Jeff laughs at me all the time. I'm so tame. <laughs> oh, you see, we're such a chilli house. So I've even entered chilli in competitions, which was a bad move. A very bad move. 
Wow. Wow. I was I was at some sort of little village fate thing and they were like, come and have a go. I had to sign a disclaimer to say if I died, that was my fault because I'd suggested to do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would be that would be living hell for me. Eating something that hot where I just wanted to like rip my whole mouth out. Oh, yeah, that yeah. And it, it 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 doesn't calm down as quickly as you think it's gonna. There's there's oh. certain lasting effects as well, which aren't great, but we won't go into Yeah, yeah, I don't hear about that. <laughs> I need counselling to get over it, to be perfectly frank. <laughs> but so, what would your question to be? I'm not going to tell you who next week's guest is, but what would your question to them be? It's my favourite part of it. <laughs> I think so much of my life is talking with others about dreaming and living the best life. If I was to say I've got a magic wand and I can make your top dream happen overnight, I'd love to know what the answer was from the next guest there. Wow, that's brilliant. I'm already thinking, what would mine be? What would mine be? Mm. Lindsay Lohan keeps popping into it. <laughs> what did you say, Lindsay Lohan? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, Lisa knows about my Lindsay Lohan obsession. If all my mates do, it's, it's the embarrassing... Uh... Like now, now or 10 years ago, Lindsay Lohan? Oh, probably 10 years ago. Probably not now. But don't tell her that. Right, okay, in that time. Okay, good to establish that. Oh, you're a dark horse. I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll get my people to reach out to her people and we'll get on. She'll be on the show. Manifest it, make it happen. <laughs> we can do. Honestly, thank you. I've loved having you. I knew it would be so much fun, but actually it's been twice as much fun as I thought it would be. And I reckon people will get so much from this. You're just so infectious and so positive. Anyone feeling slightly down, spend an hour with you on here and they're going to love it. So honestly, from, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Definitely. Oh, you're welcome. Look after yourself, everybody. Thank you so much. That was a great episode. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed chatting to Laura. And in fact, what has happened is in the excitement of having Laura on, I forgot to ask her all of her details so you guys can get in touch with her or follow her on social media and all the things that you can do there. So if you look onto Instagram, you can get hold of Laura, Laura Brunson at totally underscore you underscore coach. That's totally underscore you underscore coach. And you'll see all her feeds there. She, she shares some great stuff and it's definitely worth giving her a follow. And of course you can always get hold of me there at The Wellbeing Wiz. And uh, if you do have, like I say, issues with anxiety, I've got a free ebook you can get hold of if you go to www.thewellbeingwiz.com forward slash calm mind. Uh, the ebook's called um, Worry Less Than Seven Days, Calm Mind, Worry Less Than Seven Days. So it's www.thewellbeingwiz.com forward slash calm mind. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Step up to the plate.